0: Snuff Production. Where the smiley face made out of chocolate chips and your fluffy weekend pancakes. Yummy, 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 yummy. It's Matt and Alex, all day breakfast.
1: Tell you what, working breakfast radio, Alex Dyson. We've uh, woken up some early times and been pretty tired uh, behind the microphones, but uh, not quite as tired and really as lucky as a pilot uh, in Queensland last year. Did you see this story? No. What do they do? Well, a Cessna 20, 208B Grand Caravan, okay, flying into the Sunshine Coast Airport about 53 k's from it. Sounds
2: like a small plane.
1: Well, it is a small plane and usually a two-seated Cessnas, right? Um, they, they encountered icy conditions, poor visibility, was forced to climb 10, 000, from 10,000 feet to 11,000 feet, which is a height that requires oxygen, supplemental oxygen. <laughs> yeah. Right? The, the pilot passed out. Okay, fifty-three k's from the Sunshine Coast. So, they try no to oxygen. contact him for the next forty minutes. The pilot finally wakes up. He'd overshot Redcliffe by hundred and eleven kilometres and flying out way over the ocean. So finally wakes up and then makes it back to Gold Coast Airport. Does
2: Cessnas have <laughs> autopilot, or was he just I don't know. pointing
1: it straight? It touched down safely more than five hours after takeoff. So, I tell you what, that is quite a journey. I hope there was no passengers. Imagine being a passenger, being like, (laughs) ding. Uh, Can we at least get some more nuts? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> while we're out over the ocean. You
2: had that feeling when you woke up and there was lights, and you are like, I should have been up in the dark the other day <laughs> yeah. after having yeah. a late one. <laughs> Imagine having that. <laughs> I should be seeing land underneath <laughs> me and I'm seeing endless ocean. Ooh, don't know about that one. Anyway, the good thing about this particular show being all-day breakfast is you can consume it wherever you like, like and we are always in top form to uh, to give it to you. Uh, and today, Matt O'Kine, we're very happy to be presenting uh, the Couples of Australia a little bit of uh, reconciliation with National Partner Apology Hotline. And we gear up for this weekend. You've got a big auction um, and you've been getting some good tips.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm getting ready. Uh, Only a couple of days now before the uh, hammer slams and uh, the price is set. It's hammer time.
2: Do, 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 do. Can't touch this.
1: I hope I can touch it. I hope I win it, but who knows? We'll see. You've got a few. You've got a few stories for me. Be cautionary tales as we dip into this. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast.
2: Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go.
0: Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast.
2: First things first, Matt. You weren't
1: planning on buying a house in Victoria, were you? Absolutely not. Queensland till I die 4068. you 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 all right that's not to say that that's where I'm buying by the way <laughs> but I just just that's that's the only postcode I'll get tattooed on me <laughs> all
2: right so the tattoo gun, uh, not as picky when it comes to the auction venue but we are keeping out of that but um yeah shout outs to everyone in Victoria hope you are doing okay given the uh, the latest news coming out of there uh, but Matt kind has, has anything happened overnight What is your your wonderful partner Bell thinking of the the whole process?
1: Um, you know, doing some searches at the moment, just making sure you're getting all the uh, the searches done. You know, um, you know, the building and pests and etc. Like inspections. Et cetera. Yeah,
2: why? What? what well, you-, you could have, it could have been Google searches
1: as well. I've done a, I've done a bit of Street View. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> well, that's I the have, thing. I've I have been- virtually roamed that neighbourhood like an absolute, but <laughs> <laughs> like. What, what, um, like, like an a, alley cat. <laughs> exactly. I I could turn a whole fish into a, into a skeleton um, right now. Isn't that what alley cats do? They just seem Occasionally, to Occasionally, like,
2: I guess, yeah. In they cartoons,
1: pull. they like slurp the whole fish off the bone. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I'm not sure. Most neighbourhoods, when it throws out their garbage, they're not just throwing out fillets, are they? It is full flounders whole in those fish. bins. But... That's it's probably when you say searches, Google searches could be a good thing because I was at an auction years ago on a street nearby. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And there are a few um a few TV cameras around for the auction. I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Like, and I think they were interviewing people. I'm like, oh, it'd be funny if it came up and talked to me and said, um, you know, how's the house? I'm like, Oh, I was just worried it's got a shady past this house. You know, you've got to be very careful. I think it's haunted, that kind of thing. And then um, the auctioneers <laughs> was, had to go around to people specifically and say, um, just so you know, there was a murder in this house um, really? many years ago. And you need to be aware of that if you are bidding. Like, legally, you need to be aware of that.
1: Wow. I did not know that at all.
2: Yeah. So maybe you should be Google searching. I
1: wonder if there's things that I can do to <laughs> make people scared of the house. Well, we haven't
2: looked up that avenue yet, have you?
1: We haven't. Like, what, You haven't what, considered...
2: I? Haunting the house. <laughs> the ghost of How okind of has, has not wandered its corridors.
1: <laughs> do I just leave little audio tapes around the place going, Ooh, don't bid just in case. If you're going to be bidding, you'd be wanting to do my
2: bidding. <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> oh, um, you can bid around here, but did you know you... Wait. There's also a giant squid around here! Whoa! <laughs> um,
2: the auctioneers isn't the only hammer that's been put down in this house. <laughs> Through a skull! <laughs> anyway, that's getting a little bit off track. What I'm all I'm trying to get across to you, Madokine,
1: is not all <laughs> <wait, wait>. auctions. <laughs> Gotta do your BP. <laughs> What? My building pest? No, my boo and. Oh, I don't know, I can't even. You just <laughs> need to think of a word that starts with P. Poltergeist! I can't! You idiot! Come on! My, my boo and poltergeist inspection. <laughs>
2: Okay. There is a very funny episode of Nathan for <laughs> You where he makes a ghost realtor. But that aside, all I'm saying to you, Matt O'Kine, is do not wander into this auction on the weekend. I mean, yes, we've talked to people, here's some tips, wear some sunglasses, all that sort of thing, but yeah. you cannot be wandering in there thinking that this is just going to go off without a hitch because oh, not no. all auctions do. In fact, your auction on the weekend has quite a large chance of being one of the dark days in auction history.
1: Of which, there are quite
2: a few I've <laughs> yeah, been finding. I
1: bet. bet you Google results. It <laughs> ended in the millions.
2: Sunday, November 22, 2020. Queenslanders Jimmy and Tam win Series 16 of the block after a stunning, successful $4.256 million bid from a young Hungarian entrepreneur, Amis Falk. Oh, I know what happens (laughs) here. Well, the only problem is, once settlement hits, Folk doesn't pay the cash and instead flees to a remote Portuguese island where, despite claims of a simple misunderstanding from her end, she's also accused by former lovers of being an international con woman. (laughs) Channel 9 decides Jimmy and Tam, despite having to place the Brighton property back on the market, are the official winners of the block and could keep the $100,000 prize money. But that doesn't stop it from being a dark day in auction history. I watched it. Uh, yeah, and you're like, pretty- oh, wow, she's in tech. She <laughs> 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 must have $4.2 million. Goodness me. You're just, you're just like, oh, I'm so glad a young person's finally bought a property. No! Nah! Yeah. <laughs> October 2018, the gavel falls on the artwork Girl with a Balloon, a Banksy classic, which the winning bidder paid $1.4 million for. But just as they began celebrating the purchase, a beep was heard emanating from the artwork's frame before the painting begins to shred itself in front of the shocked crowd. In the first known case of artwork self destruction. Despite this, the painting is now being valued at double its purchase price. But the scraps. The, the scraps. It's still in the artwork, but half scrapped. Um, it's been voted at that, but for a brief moment, uh, the buyer's heart would have shredded itself at the sight of $1.4 million being torn up in front of their eyes, uh, which was indeed a dark day in auction history. Point Piper, Sydney. Ooh, just
1: very expensive part of town.
2: Just yards from former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull's property. A house is on the market for $11.5 million. Six bedrooms, eight bathrooms and two swimming pools. What could go wrong? Well, as uh, Sotheby's International Realty Auctioneer says, (laughs) the appearance of a third swimming pool, a.k.a. a sinkhole, (laughs) opens up (laughs) in front of the property, halving the asking price. (laughs) A dark day in auction history. (laughs) Now to the auction site eBay, Madokine, who have oh. strict, strict rules when it comes to selling, including giving an honest appraisal of the goods for sale and their faults. Something Zoe Pemberton adhered to when she put up an item for sale, saying that the item was quite annoying and moaned a lot, although it was also very cuddly and loved word searches. The fact that she was selling her 61-year-old grandmother, Marion Goodall, <laughs> raised a few eyebrows but Wait. also raised some bids. <laughs> £20,000, to be precise. For, for her grandmother? The 10-year-old was selling her grandmother in an auction online. And the price went up to £20,000 uh, before being shut down by the website because uh, although she was upfront and listed the faults, uh, it did breach eBay's strict policy on human trafficking, making it another dark day
1: oh in auction God. history. Poor grand. Also, you'd want a bit more than 20 grand. I know, for a grand. <laughs> really? Like, like a so top, much wisdom. A
2: top-quality nana, 100 Gs, at least. Easy. If you're getting into nana territory, I mean, that's too fitty. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, Alex Dyson, thank you for sharing some of the dark days in auction history with me. Join us on Monday. Uh, You will be finding out whether I was, whether it was in fact a day of lightness or yet another dark one or whether I am actually trying to buy someone's grandmother.
2: (laughs) Just make sure you get your (laughs) B&Ps, your B&Ps.
0: Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh
2: coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Well, I'm kind in the immortal words of the Biebs, Justin Bieber, is it too late now to say sorry? And the answer has finally come to light, and that is no, because on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, we make up for all sorts of indiscretions with the National Partner Apology Hotline, where you can send us a voice memo of... Uh, Anything from uh, a small, pleasant apology to an absolute knee-scraping groveller, um, we, accept, we accept all uh, here in order to, one, you know, most importantly, make up with mm. the one you love, uh, and two, protect, actually, perhaps equally importantly, win an all-day breakfast robe.
1: Yeah, that's right. Look, I don't have anything to apologise to Belle for, um, that I haven't apologised for already. Um, this week, I do, I'll tell you who I do, should apologize to, Nicole Miller. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Incredible singer,
2: Nicole Miller from. Yep.
1: You might've heard of her on Peking Duck, Peking Duck's High. Yep. No. Yeah. It's high, isn't it?
2: Yes. That's, that's the name of the um, song. Um,
1: and also solo artists in her own right. Uh, I thought I saw her at the Glebe Markets. I was in my car, just in the loading zone, waiting to pick up coffee. Bell was coming into the car, and then and where you get
2: the uh, authority? He goes idling in a loading zone.
1: Well, it's 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 not a loading, it's not a loading zone during the week. Anyway, look, (laughs) uh, during the weekend. Anyway, a car comes up next to me, says, "Hey, are you leaving?" I said, "No," and then they went on, and and then I was like, "Oh, that was Nicole Miller." (laughs) So then I, so then I um, a, a, like a post on Twitter. Hey, sorry I couldn't give you my car park at Glebe. Yeah. And then she's like, "That wasn't me." Like, oh, no. oh, I thought it was. I thought it was you. Didn't you have a dog in the car? She's like, "I was with my boyfriend Ned, but there wasn't a dog in the car." I was like, "Oh, okay." So You've there just, was a mix-up. I thought I saw you? you. I thought I didn't give you my car park. It turns out it wasn't you, but you were at the market markets with not a dog, but your boyfriend. But I thought I saw you with. You yeah, have a dog. Anyways, did you apologies.
2: Walid, lead, someone else. <laughs> did you just give? Yeah, <laughs> give someone a taste of your own medicine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did. I really did. I thought I saw Nicole Miller, but I didn't. But Nicole Miller was there. That's so strange. Anyway, well,
2: let's get on to the uh, the real apologies, which are yours. We like to highlight them here. Uh, you can uh, send us a voice memo at any time. Matt. And Alex. But here is what the nation is apologising for this week.
1: Hi guys, I just want to apologise to my partner Molly for repetitively not putting my daughter's nappy on properly, so she wakes up in the morning and there's a poo explosion in there. Sorry Molly.
0: Okay, so I was going to send this in for the partner apology hotline, but... It was a bit raw at the time, but now with the off food and stuff in the lunchbox, it's become a little bit more relevant again. So when I have milk in the fridge that is off, I know that I have to like take the lid off and tip it down the sink so it doesn't smell and then I can recycle it. So it's easier to just leave it in the fridge until I'm ready with the lid on and then just open the new milk so my partner gets really mad at me because I have like three milks sometimes in the fridge two of them will be off just with the lid sealed tightly and one day I was like okay I really need to get it sorted so I put it like outside the fridge um on the floor so that I would actually go take it out to the bin but then I had a bit of an issue because my partner moved it and realised that it had become like this sort of nuclear, like warhead. It was just like seeping out and and because it was becoming warmer, it was like pressurising. And um, so he moved it and then there was this like off milk everywhere and um, we had a massive barney about it because we were trying to get off milk like the smell out of our apartment and now I had to throw away the cleaning product that we used because all I can smell when I use that cleaning product now is off milk anyway I'm sorry to my partner Matt and Alex. This is Beth from Melbourne and I want to apologise to my partner Mark for breathing on him throughout the night. Apparently it's really infuriating and gross but uh, <laughs> whenever we go to sleep we always roll onto the separate side of the bed but somehow throughout the night I'm able to detect when he's rolled over into the middle and I breathe all over him with my stinky breath. So just wanted to apologise for that one.
1: Goodness gracious me. Well, there you go. The nation, we forgive you uh, as a podcast show for your uh, for your sins. Exactly. Because I can understand. I've before,
2: it's like, oh, I need to throw that out, but it's better than sitting in the bin for two days. Exactly. It's better in the fridge for two days, and then as I take the bin out, uh, you, you throw it in.
1: <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. I mean, <clears throat> dads love nothing more than putting prawn shells in the freezer for... <laughs> It is like their favorite hobby, putting prawn shells in the freezer for as long as it takes until the bin night comes around. Um, but thank you for submitting your apologies. You can always keep in touch with us at Matt and Alex. Let's get on with the show. I need
2: to give away a robe.
1: Oh! <laughs> do you we want to give sure it to, done
2: do. uh Beth and her breath? Or should we give it to um, Anonymous, who is. Uh, a l- little bit stinky with
1: the milk. I think the, I think the stink milk wins it
2: for sheer detail of
1: the story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're giving it to
2: anonymous for the milk, but please feel free to uh, DM us if you like. With and a enjoy couple of apologies.
1: Your milky white robe. <laughs> Keep it clean, please, <laughs> Matt and Alex. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect.
2: All day breakfast. Matt, you like a bit of pho? Oh, are we talking about pho, pho, pho—the Vietnamese soupy dish. I was speaking pho?
1: about pho with my partner recently because mm. we were ranking my favourite noodle soups. Top five pho. Well, well, no, no. My favourite one at the moment is a mixed seafood laksa. Okay, followed by Hakata ramen. Okay,
2: I got the seafood laksa at um. The, the, the Luxe with the lot in Darwin the other
1: week. Ooh, oh, for now we're talking <laughs> Mendel Markets or there's another market the to come with the other ones. Jump yes. on the Parat, man. It was Mama awesome. Mamma Mia. Um, or the Malaysian equivalent. Um, and so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Hasn't made quite the impact <laughs> as the old Mamma Mia has. Anyways. Yeah,
2: if, if it was a pasta soup, it would have be been all right to use Mamma <laughs> Mia. But um,
1: then coming in third, the roast duck noodle soup or soya chicken noodle soup. Mm. Then coming in fourth at the moment is the pho. Okay, and then my Belinda rightly pointed out, she said, well, that's because it's the healthiest. And look, she may have a point, okay? Mm. Well, Woods had uh, a hankering
2: for a fur the other night mm-hmm. and um, had recently found a new one near our place.
1: It was like, well, what's, this is pretty what's good. What's Woods's pho order? Because Belinda, mm. okay, she likes the vegetarian pho mm. but likes the beef broth. Mm. Doesn't like coriander. Oh. Likes a bit of extra chili. So th- it's my mean, thoughts on bean, bean sprouts because they <laughs> pile them in. <laughs> it is. got to like them. <laughs> it lasts. Her order takes longer than it does to watch the movie The Titanic. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just watching and she's like, yeah, but it's a vegetarian one, but not the vegetarian. I want the beef broth, but no beef, just veg- vegetables and no coriander. And it's like, oh, well, my gosh. I, d- I don't. I- it mixes around,
2: okay? But okay. you pump a fair bit of soy and a fair bit of sriracha and whatever you need in there. It's good stuff. But liked it so much. As she was leaving the fur place, took the uh, the menu, you know, the little p- menu pamphlet, right? Oh. So a few nights later, oh, I could go with another one of those furs, right? Mm. So calls up the number on the pamphlet and unfortunately they don't pick up, which is a bit of a shame. <laughs> and, um, well, that's all fine. Another time. But then she gets a call back from a random number. It's like, hello. It's like, hello? Yep. It's like, oh, what, what were you after? It's like, oh, just hoping to order a fur. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Um, what did you what did you want? So she gives the order. It's like, all right. So it's like, Is it cool to pick that up in 15 minutes. Like, yeah, sure. So hangs up, goes and picks up the fur, but they say at the shop. Um, how did you get that number? She's like, it was on your pam, it was on your pamphlet. <laughs> And what had happened was like, like, oh, that's that's my auntie's phone number. And so, what? She just ran, rang a random person <laughs> whose relative <laughs> works at the first shop at the Vietnamese restaurant. And so I'm not sure how it happened, but I just found it quite a funny situation because then the auntie <laughs> took Elle's order and then called up her (laughs) niece or nephew and it's just like hey just got a call through could you start a little beef beef broth we've got someone coming in you know open up the bean sprouts but i just i just thought it would be interesting like who have you got on the other end of the phone
1: yeah who's your where's your i don't know what that would be who have you called
2: yeah i don't know (laughs) I don't know, have you called a number that's been scribbled in texter on a toilet wall? Like, who have you talked to (laughs) over the years? I smell toast. All right, Matt, it's now time to jump into an interview with Johnny from Children Collide. He jumped on Zoom with us and... (laughs) We're just going to say straight up, he was hoeing into a bag of chippies.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, they have uh, charted, charted the Arias and the album charts. This is, They're about to release their fourth studio, studio album later this year. We were chatting about the upcoming single, Uh-Oh, but them crinkle cuts
2: <laughs> stole the show. It always comes first. So we give you this context, <laughs> jumping into it. But please, enjoy. No, I just put some salt
3: and vinegar chips in my mouth and everyone's like, Ready for me. the
1: yeah, interview. Look, Perfect. We are here with Johnny McKay from <laughs> Children Collide. Smashing a few S&Vs, mate, and salt and vins. How come you guys – who says S&Vs? You both just said S&Vs. I've never heard that in my life. Oh, I think – because I'll tell you why. I think about it. I think about you it think too about, much to have think to about say it. the full salt and vinegar every time, okay? The S&Vs. Oh. And that's um, – be- I reg- think it's also because chip
2: companies, I think – are now naming their chips such long things. It's not salt and vinegar anymore. It's uh, Himalayan rock salt and Tasmanian (laughs) balsamic vinegar. (laughs) That S&V is finally, it's a godsend for us.
3: Classic crinkle cut salt and vinegar chips. Um, yeah, okay, that's that's
1: my jam, bro. I love it.
2: <laughs> well, Johnny, it's you're going to need your sustenance. You're on a big tour at the moment. I was very happy to be sitting in front of the TV the other night and Rage was playing. Trampoline came on, the beautiful new video, and I'm like, yes, new music from Children Collide. This is super exciting times. And you got a new single out this week as well called Uh-Oh. It sounds a little bit like this. Uh-oh. The
3: hard riffs are back. <laughs> the hard riffs are back. That should be on our bio, the hard riffs are back. It
1: feels like it though, you know, like as soon as I heard it, I was like, it took me back to like 90s um, solid power chord guitar rock, you know?
3: Yep. Yeah, that's, that's you know, actually, I feel like it was Zan Rowe once did a thing where about 90s artists included
2: us on it. And I was like, we <laughs>
3: were... we're <laughs> I know we sounded like that, but how did you? <laughs> <laughs> but was that a compliment
2: it. or was that offensive to you, think, Johnny, for Children
3: Collide? I'm, in,
1: I'm into it. I like the idea of just
3: time travel in general.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's not it's not unsurprising because, I mean, I would have listened to a bunch of that. I remember growing up with my sister listening to that music. She's a fair bit older than me. Um, and so, you know, if I were to be in a band and making that sort of music, I would be... Probably inclined to make that style, but is there anything that Johnny don't from Children boys collide? Boys to
2: men, you'd be making boys to men. I'd be, oh. <laughs> don't be, don't <laughs> pretend you be doing I, the riffs like come Johnny. Come
1: girl. Um, <laughs> uh, but okay, well there you go. There's a question, Johnny. The real question is, what would people be surprised that you used to listen to, used to love, oh. that does not sound like Children Clyde at all? Like, ah, uh, like the Chemical Brothers or
3: something. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, know. Okay. Like, used, I mean, that's like, pretty cool. I listened to a lot, and these days I listen to like oh, loads of Afrobeat and stuff from the seventies. And and when we made this record, we were listening to pretty much exclusively Black Sabbath and the Stooges, which aren't nineties. That yeah, we yeah that's no, like early. Mad. And we because <laughs> what we were, we were thinking about how do those nineties bands get those sounds? Like because everyone I've heard since then trying to get sound like the nineties, it always doesn't quite hit it. And we thought, oh, well, all they had to listen to were the Stooges and Sabbath. So we just exclusively listen to that
1: yeah amazing stuff so look this is uh well also this week you announced your fourth studio album uh it's yes. going to be called time itself you said making it you were listening to afro beats or you know listening to sabbath and the stooges what about uh what about lyrically what was inspiring you in that in that world oh uh, just people pissing me off probably <laughs> you know. um
3: psychedelic dreams and annoying people probably yeah <laughs> who's annoying you uh, just myself in my own dreams, actually. Um, coming back from the 90s and um, <laughs> trying to give you un- unqualified guidance.
1: To yourself? Yeah, to
2: myself, yeah. Your dream self. You, was you, your <laughs> dream dream self a bit of a, uh, a wannabe guru or something? And, um... Yeah, he thinks he's a f- space shaman or something. <laughs> <laughs> and chill, chill out, mate. Yeah, well, you're back here making music with Children Collide, but you were living in New York for a while as well, man. How did that go? And, and when did you actually make it back to Australia? Uh, it was like...
3: It was a very transformative part of my life, like eight or nine years, eight years, and um, I loved, loved it. It was hard. I got to like being dirt poor and ended up living off DJing, and a lot of my DJ sets would be sometimes five or six hours, sometimes 11 hours, and that oh kind of explored... <laughs> Yeah, I explored a lot of music. I felt like I did a degree in musicology over there because the idea was to play music people had never heard before. And the way I came back was I was actually in LA hanging out with uh, ex Triple J alumni like you guys, uh, Marie Cardi, and her and I were like hearing all this shit about coronavirus. I'm like, let's just ask doctors that we know. And she has a friend called (laughs) Dr. Nightingale and I have a friend called Dr. Disco.
2: And so we yeah, asked, no, 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 no. Do not these... lie to me. Those are New York DJs. They are definitely New York DJs. I'm sure I was in Brooklyn or, Gre- you know, one time, Williamsburg, and I saw Dr. Night- Nightingale pay a five-hour set. I'm sure of it.
3: My my feathered friend, they are medical professionals, I can assure you. And, um, and we were like, who should we trust? Dr. Disco and Dr. Nightingale. And they advised us to come back to Australia. And that was March 2020, and that's when I came back. I lived on an island by myself for three months. <gasps> where? where?
2: Uh, Maclay Island, it's called. What, in uh, Brisbane? Near Brisbane, yeah. And we, wait, okay, so you, but, but you lived in a house by yourself
1: on Maclay Island. You weren't the only, not, s- not, yeah, I thought you were the only person island. on the island. I was like, people live on Maclay, bro. Come on. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I wasn't <laughs>
3: the only person on the island. I wasn't Robinson
1: Crusoe. <laughs> yeah, because
3: you still got um, the long
2: hair. I mean, I would have believed it if you'd told me. <laughs>
3: I did. My my parents live there. And I did steal a bedsheet from their house and hang it up and made a green screen. So I was like doing these um, live streams. Where I flew through space. So I did go a bit batty there. My only friend was a dog. That must be so. Different I'm sure to everyone's, New got, York. everyone's
1: everyone's got a coronavirus story like yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> Any regrets about moving back? I mean, do you think because like there was all that hype? A lot of people from the states and not even just expats, but you know, US natives coming to Australia and living here. Uh, you know, there's the idea that oh they're gonna stay, but then are you all just is everyone gonna move back? Are you gonna move back? Yes. Yeah. Well, know. you know what?
3: Old Scotty might have lucked out with the uh quarantining and but I think they're kind of um they're kinda kooking of the vaccine. I reckon. <laughs> yeah, a bit. Sure. So I wanna I'll probably go back there and get vaxxed and um do it maybe hopefully at the end of New York summer for a bit.
1: And then come wow. back and
3: hope they hope they'll let me back in probably if he hears
1: that, he won't let me back in. <laughs> okay. We'll make sure his office receives uh, it. Uh, yeah, good for sure. You guys that work, guys
2: don't work for the government
1: anymore. anyway. no, no exactly. <laughs> no, we're
2: out of the loop these days. We no, don't
1: be. Just don't be making fun of any delicious cola beverages. Okay. <laughs> 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 right. That's the only difference
2: these days, uh, Johnny. Uh, but uh, uh, is there uh, any differences uh, playing live? I mean, you're in the rehearsals at the moment. Are you uh, pumped to be on the stage again? There's nothing like the real thing,
3: actually, <laughs> of
2: playing live. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Yeah. Um must be so
1: refreshing. Uh,
3: playing, yeah. Yeah, doing Do you the real enjoy thing? playing live? <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's actually amazing. And what was funny, we did, um, in like I guess we're still in coronavirus, but November last year, I sort of DJed the end of this festival in Queensland and I've never seen so many high and horny people in my life. Everyone was just gagging for it. I, feel like I actually had to like make a like Johnny-shaped hole through the wall running back to my tent and just get away at the end. But it was amazing to see, see that, um, see everyone celebrating. So it was crowd surfing. Crowd surfing
1: doesn't sound distancing at all. It, well, that was levitating.
2: That's <laughs> more crowd levitating. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, the album's going to be coming out a little bit later on in the yep. year. Time itself, yeah. uh, in yeah. August. Are there any lines that you're particularly proud of during the songs?
3: All of trampoline basically is my favourite. That was like I wrote that two weeks before the two weeks before the uh, thing. Oh, there's a one called Mind Spider actually that's got got like this guitar solo that goes for about three minutes, and I was like, God, that's an indulgent piece of shit. But now it's like. One of my favorite things on the record. It's a giant solo that no one, everyone else will probably skip. But past you
1: know it. what? Good on you, man. It's so easy oh. for people to be like, "This doesn't fit the the." Well, it used to be a three thirty radio edit. Now it's like the two verse and chorus oh. TikTok edition. You know, there's the, there's barely a bridge in songs anymore. Uh, so so uh, take uh, your
3: solo and do it, man. I agree. Why else do it? Everyone could go f themselves. And like people say don't don't Boris get to the chorus. Do you even like music? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well look, we're very excited about Uh oh. So excited that it's coming out. Thank you. We're very much looking forward to time itself coming out in August. Shout out to you if you're heading to any of these dates that uh, Children Collider are putting on as well. Soul Bar on Friday night, Woolly Mammoth, the Northern in Byron Bay, Oxford Art. You've got a Wollongong show and a Canberra show too. It should be very,
1: very good indeed. Thank you very much, Johnny. the best and congrats on the new release and the announce. Thanks, Legends. Cheers, Cheers mate. mate. Bye. All right. See you later.
2: Yes, it's been a very big Matt and Alex all day breakfast. We appreciate you tuning in. Thank you to Johnny from Children Collide for having a chat to us. And uh, yeah, we're coming into the uh, tomorrow's show, which is the eve of the auction.
1: Oh, yeah, we might have a very special guest who knows their ways around (laughs) an auction. And they're going to be a very familiar name that you might have seen on TV or heard on your radio. So tune in for that. Uh, And other than that, please keep in touch with us at mattnalex anytime. Something you hear on the show relates to any stories from your life.
2: That's it. Cheers for hanging out. We'll catch you tomorrow. Listener.